Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The client was concerned. She was more upset that she didn't get her photography that night of her daughter's sweet 16. And that's what I was going for. And I said to him, come to my office. I don't have any pictures. What am I going to pay you when I don't even have the pictures? I had nothing. This is the plaintiff, Neil Sitar. He says the defendant hired him to DJ and photograph a Sweet 16 party. And everyone had a rocking time, and he has the photos to prove it. The defendant hasn't paid him for his excellent services. He's not going to allow her to get away with that. And is suing for every penny of the hard-earned $750 he is owed. This is the defendant, Janine. She says the sneaky plaintiff negotiated a separate deal on the side for taking pictures at the party when he was only hired to DJ the event. Besides, the client wasn't happy with the job he did. He's been harassing her staff mercilessly, and he's not getting paid because he doesn't deserve to be paid. She's accused of being a party pooper. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $5,000 for loss of future business and defamation. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated. Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Okay, ma'am. Neil Sitar. Yes. You are suing Janine. You've asked us not to use your last name or your company name. Um, you're the owner of the company, right? Yes, I am. The, uh, it's a party planning company? Party and event planning. Party planning. and event planning. Yes. All right. You're suing Janine for $750 that you want her to repay you that she has not paid you that you say you are due from her. You are counterclaiming against him $5,000 for defamation and loss of future business because I gather that you don't feel it went well. Okay, what happened? Um, Janine hired me to do a party on May 9th for a Sweet 16. What do you do at the party? Um, I DJed, and the clients also wanted um, an LCD, that's a TV setup, to take pictures and put it back up on the screen. While you're DJing? Yes, not me, I had other... Right. People take pictures right. and put it up on the screen. Okay. Um, so that's what it told reached $750. Because the deal was the DJing for 500 Yes. And who was going to pay you, Janine or, 
or they, them directly? Well, at first it was supposed to be Janine, supposed to pay me the 500 and $250 was supposed to come from the client. Okay. Um, and when, when did the $250, the LCD and all that come up? Before the wedding? Probably about a month prior. Oh, okay. So it was all planned. Yeah, it was all, all right. planned. Um, did you ever say to them, uh, listen, this is coming to me through a third party. I'm hired through a third party. You want more stuff? Go through Janine. Um, well, Janine spoke to the customer. So um, I, did, I, I did tell Janine that what the situation was. Before the party? Before the party. And she didn't say, I want a cut? Well, she said she um, wanted a cut, but I, you know. I you was, said no we way? Agreed, no, we agreed at 10%. Andy. Did he ever tell you about the photography or that was going to be really the displaying of the, of the screen with the pictures Not going until on? after. Uh, first until after the party? He was never. No, he not never, until after the party or not until after he negotiated it? Not until after he negotiated. We had, he had okay. a contract with me and then went after the fact and negotiated behind my back with the client for the photography. Okay. He and never was What did you say to, to him about that? Uh, I was very upset when I found out through the client. He never told me he had contracted with the client. The okay, client so he told wasn't me. planning on giving you any cut. He that's, just was That's gonna... correct. Okay. Question. When you did find out, what did you do? Uh, I called him on the phone, and I told him that that was an agreement. We spoke in my office that the only, th the only thing he was allowed to do was talk about song choices only, not business or finance or anything. He was hired through me. The, cl the client was my client. So you specifically told him what? Not to speak about money or any other businesses other than song choices. It was a sweet 16, so I, they'll choose 16 songs sometimes for each candle. So I could, Neil had to speak with the client. Okay, so the party happens, right? The party happened. Is she the person who was taking the pictures? Yes. Okay, and um, did the clients ever pay you for the pictures? Yes, they did. Um, they paid me about a month ago for the pictures. And they came to my house and, and picked them okay, up. Okay, but were they supposed to pay you for the they, picture? Originally, they were, they were supposed, supposed to be paying her they and were then supposed going to through? Pay, as the, at the night of the party, Janine, um, they, told, they told me that they paid Janine the full amount. The seven fifty. The seven fifty. Okay. So they call you and they say, hey, where are our pictures? We never got the pictures from that day. And you say, I've never been paid. That's correct. So then they call you and they tell you, I don't understand. We paid Janine already. That is correct. The uh, whole seven fifty. The whole they they. Okay. Had did they in fact pay you the whole seven fifty? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so you have paid him for how much for his services? I haven't paid him anything. And what justification do you have for that? I heard back from the client, and I just want to backtrack a little bit because it's kind of important. He was supposed to provide the client with the chip from the camera that evening. So there was no photography photos. It was the chip that was going to get displayed on the screen that night. And he was supposed to hand the client that chip the night. So he never gave the client the pictures. So he contacted the client again, and we had this discrepancy because now there's three parties involved. And I never wanted to be in this photography you know, portion of it because I didn't support his, his photography taking skills. We had this discussion in my office. He showed me his skills. It wasn't up to par. I would have never. But what, how do you, I'm still trying to figure out how you justify paying the man zero when he DJed the Sweet 16 it's, and it, you got paid. Well, after the fact, the client had called me and said that uh, Neil never played the songs, which unfortunately that they got together to discuss in the first so place. So then you returned the money to the client, right? Well, the client no longer speaks to me over the whole situation, but I Honey, did call you her. you can't take the money from the client and then tell me I'm not paying him because the client's so upset. Because apparently the client's not so upset because the not, client paid you the money and didn't demand it back. 
Do you have any proof that the client feels that he his work was worth zero? Do you have an affidavit not, from that client? I am not saying that his work was worth zero. But I do have, the, we did never the, agreed to the 500. Did the clients take back any money and say, it's not worth 500, I'm only paying you 250? The answer to that is no, right? The client paid you the entire amount. Yes. The client was concerned. She was more upset that she didn't get her photography that night of her daughter's sweet 16. And that's what I was going for. And I said to him, come to my office. I don't have any pictures. What am I going to pay you when I don't even have the pictures? I had nothing. So I said, come to my office. He says, I'm not coming to your office. So I didn't, the client didn't Did have the pictures. Did he say why? No. Was there animosity on the phone before that? Yes, yeah, sir. we were, we, were disagree, we were disagreeing over the money and we were. Which, what part of the money were you disagreeing over? The money, it was more so for the photography portion of it is yeah, what it I was. Know. I know, I know. So you didn't go to her office, why? Because she was cursing and yelling at me on the phone. I mean, the same way I was doing to her, so I'm not gonna tell you, listen, I'm, I'm yeah, an angel. Yeah, but who said what first that made everybody start, well, start cursing? Janine um, gets on the phone and she starts cursing and yelling at me, saying that the customers didn't have a good time. I should do something beyond the customers. But I gave them a good price. I did uplighting for them. And I basically, I did the best as I can do to her for her party. I played all the music for her party. Did you have any inkling that this customer didn't have a good time? I didn't. He comes, did anybody ever complain to you that he night? He comes to my house. The only thing he said that I didn't play a few songs that were not on my okay, list. So she's not wholly making it up no, if the customer I mean, didn't her have husband, a good time. I have a, I have a, I have a voice of her husband. He calls me buddy and everything. Whose I mean, husband? The, the Sweet Sixteen mom? The Sweet Sixteen's um, husband. Um, okay, what's, what's that supposed to prove? Other than that the husband really, you know. No, but I mean. Because I know I, what that would prove in my house. Even you if know, I did everything is fine with my husband. Yeah. I'm the one who's nitpicking because I don't feel I got my money's worth. And then my mm -hmm. husband's like, ah, you want to be? I mean, if I you know, didn't Everything's all because, you know, we're two different people. Okay. Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. So can this party planner really keep the money from the DJ? No, no, no absolutely not. Why? It's the it's his um, rightfully earned money that the DJ earned it. He already has. But the, but, but the party planner's pissed off at the uh, DJ because the DJ did the side job. Is that any basis for withholding money? No, the DJ did his job. He, you know, performed the services. That's part of the contract. You agree with that? Y yeah. Oh, well, that's simple, huh? Yeah is the shortest answer you can ever get down here, going inside the courtroom. Let me just explain something to you guys. There is no one here to testify that you didn't do a good job. There's no affidavit on that side that she's showing me or a witness that she's bringing me that is saying this guy didn't do this or didn't do that. I have you admitting that you didn't play something he wanted you to play. So what? Stand up, walk over, and say, play this. That's not a reason to stip a guy the entire fee and then some for the photography and everything else that was going on there. Now, you're suing for the 750, but my understanding is that the client, in order to get those chips from you, gave you 250. That's correct, yes. Right. After the effect that he wanted the pictures. So I, she said, what can I do to get the pictures? And I said, listen, um, I, you know, if I did the client ever call you and say I, you need to pay him the 250? No, the client wanted to meet them and was trying to work it out. I know, him. but then the client worked it out with him by going over and getting the chips and paying the man the money. I have to imagine the client called you first and said, I pay the man the money. 
I haven't spoken to the client. Because no, the did cl- the man, did, before you stopped speaking to them, did they say, I gave you the 250, why won't you give it to him so I can get my pictures? Uh, no, she didn't. There's a whole portion that, that's missing here. Which is that they don't talk to you. So if you did everything right, why are they mad at you? Just because the whole thing went south. I look bad. He, he represented my company in the wrong way. He harassed the client that night for money that he was never promised. He, he was after her that night saying, you know, I need to get paid, but he didn't get paid because of the song choices, but I was never going to be All there right, that Jane, night. Here's what's going to happen. You don't have a right to sue on behalf of the client for paying 250 twice. That, okay. That, that parent has to sue her to get the 250 Okay. Okay, if they want their 250 back. You can't come and represent them and say... I want the 500, but I also want the 250, but I already got paid the 250 by the client. Okay. You got paid, so you're not out it. So I am not going to order her to pay you the 250. Okay. She needs to pay that back to the client. So the client's not out, but that's up to the client to pursue. That's not up to me. Okay. I, I have no jurisdiction over that dispute. It's not in front of me. But as far as the $500 are concerned, you are going to get the $500. You say that you have a loss of future business and defamation of character. Tell me about that. That's your counterclaim for $5,000. Well, clearly, even with this client, doesn't even speak to me anymore. But what would entitle you to $5,000 in loss of future business and defamation of character? If I lose one wedding over this whole situation, you know, that's what I get. Can you prove that you lost one wedding over this whole situation? Well, I definitely lost one client. The, the client that we're going over how, no longer talks to me. How do I know me. you didn't lose it because you had a bad attitude with her on the phone or you wouldn't pay the 250 she had already paid in order to get the pictures? That's exactly what she ended up doing. I have yeah. no evidence of that. As to your counterclaim zero on his claim against you, $500. Well, party planning. It sounds like such a nice, fun business. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lot involved that goes into uh, this industry. So you got to deal with right, a lot of so moving So the judge parts. rules for him for the 500 and against you on your countersuit. What's, what's your reaction to this case now? Um, it's unfortunate that I didn't really get to state what I really wanted to say. But which, which was? Let's have it. Um, well, it's just you got to be uh, check everybody out a little more thoroughly than uh, before you allow them to do business with your clients that you already established. Your vendors, you mean? Yes. It's your job. Okay, head right around this way. All right, so step on in here. You satisfied how this comes out? Yes. Mm -hmm. You're the big time DJ. Let's let's uh, let's hear the rap. Um, just hopefully, you know, she get paid and she doesn't do this to the next DJ or another entertainment company. Mm -hmm. Is it hard to please uh, these certain clients? Yeah. Has this ever happened before? It has, yes. This happens to you a lot? Not a lot, but it does happen once or twice with you vendors. Forget, you forget the songs and No, with the vendors, don't, they don't want to pay because, you know, I guess they try to hold on to the money for themselves. You do this work a lot? I do this work a lot, yeah. Okay, Harvey? So, Kurt, the bottom line is that the defendant has absolutely no right uh, to withhold money or object to services if the client was satisfied. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hear that? 
Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the plate of Vincent Scarapa. He says he was driving down the road one day and the defendant cut him off. He swerved to avoid her and ended up hitting the curb, ruining his wheels. He also cracked the subframe of his car. He's out $2,468.05 in needed repairs. The defendant's 100% at fault, and that's why he's suing today. This is the defendant, Amber Tariq. She says the plaintiff was tailgating her, so she put on her blinker to change lanes, and the plaintiff sped up and went into the left lane himself. He then pulls up to her, claiming she forced him into the curb and started claiming damage. First of all, there was no curb on the road. The cops came and gave out no tickets, and she doesn't owe the scamming plaintiff a thing, except a see you later. She's accused of swerving into court. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant cut him off. He swerved and hit the curb. But the defendant says the plaintiff was a speed demon and there wasn't even a curb. It's the case of curb your enthusiasm. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Mr. Sciarapa, you are suing Amber Tariq and Sohail Tariq. You have power of attorney. Who is Sohail to you? My uncle. Oh, okay, and he's the actual registered owner of the car? You were driving though, right? For $2,468.05 that you say it's going to cost to have your car repaired thanks to her negligence. Yes. Tell me what happened. Can I go to the board? Sure. Come on to the board. As you can see, this is a two-lane highway on Brick Boulevard going, going southbound. I think it's three. But... Well, no. No? So, okay. I drive every day for the last four okay. years. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> this is the defendant's car. We were driving down the road. And all of a sudden, I seen this, this black vehicle crossed over the center, started to cross over the center line. I immediately jerked to the left, striking the curb. This is a grass median with a curb and also a steel guardrail on it. A steel guardrail or the cement? Well, the cement curb is right here, and then the guardrail runs down the center of the median. Okay. I didn't hit that, obviously, because I, I bounced off the curb. I guess she corrected, and then as we went further down the road, I, I proceeded to drive, and I heard a noise in my car. I said, oh, I gotta follow. So I followed her, followed for Wait, about- but, but, but you, when you hit the, the curb, I presume you heard that. Oh, yes, I did. Okay. It, scr- it scratched both rims. Okay, but you thought that maybe nothing was wrong until you heard a noise. Right, And, right. What and noise? I, could, I could feel it in the steering also. Mm-hmm. So then I proceeded to follow her down the road for about three quarters of a mile. I pulled up along next, because she shifted lanes. I was over here. I proceeded to say, could you pl- pull over, please? I want to file a police report on this. She said, well, there was no damage. I said, well, you don't know that. So we pulled over. In a, in a Boston market. She had some other um, individuals in the car. They got out of the what car. What was she saying? Oh, I didn't cause any damage to your car. I said, yeah, but you don't know what's underneath. Look at the, look at the black, the tire. It's almost like a white wall from striking the curb. Do you have pictures? No, I do not. Why not? I didn't think I was going to get this far, to be oh, honest. What are you with. talking about? She's yelling at you saying I didn't cause no, any she, damage. She didn't it really couldn't know. have been more obvious. No, yelling, she, but she's denying that she caused damage. From Jump Street, it was obvious you needed to take pictures. But, but, did you get yeah, the car repaired already? Yes, I did. Okay. So we filed a police report. 
I, uh, she had some individuals get out of the car. They were, I think they were young, young, I don't know how old they were. They were a little, little nasty at one time. She, she dropped the bomb at one point, the one girl, and said, so you don't have no whatever damage. I said, yeah, but you don't know what's underneath, man. She did or one of her friends? One of her friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead and go back to the lectern. What kind of car is this? Uh, 2002 Cadillac. Did the police talk to you? They, only a little bit. What did they? What did you tell them? I told them that I was driving in the middle lane, and he like sped up n next to me. How many lane. lanes are there in this highway? Three. And that he like what? I was in the middle lane. I was driving. I had my blinker on. Right, and then you start to go into the left lane, and I, then what do you do? I, I stayed in the middle lane. You went back to the middle lane. I never crossed over the line. <laughs> So you just thought about it. You never I had moved. my blinker on for waiting, and then I saw him speeding up, so I just continued to go in the middle lane. Go on. So he pulled over to me on the right side, and he started cursing at me. He said, you damaged my car. And then he, um, he said, I'm a retired police officer, and he told me to pull over into the market, and then the police came. And then? And then they, they asked me for my insurance and whatever they told me. Um, I didn't need to pull over because we, ne we never hit. Well, that's not true at all. You can cause an accident even though you don't hit. The question is proving it, but it's incorrect that just because you didn't hit. I mean, it's, if you do a negligent move and it causes somebody to overcorrect because they're afraid, um, you know, this is how you stated on your answer to the complaint. I was driving and he was tailgating me. So he was in the middle lane tailgating at you? At first. Okay. And then he switched over. And I put my left blinker on to switch into the left lane. And as I was about to change lanes, he sped up and went go into the left lane too. What did you mean? That you're both going into the left lane at the I same was, time? Yeah. But How I, far in were you already when he decides to go? Not far. How far? A foot? Two feet? Less than that. All right. And then when you see him, then you get out of the I left lane the middle, and back yeah. into the right lane. So you did move into the left lane. Less than two feet? Yeah. Okay. All right, go on. So the police came and they just took a police report. The weird part is the police report doesn't even say what you said. Like it doesn't say anything. Yeah, they didn't really talk it, to it, they didn't. They didn't record you at all in the police report. They just record what he said, which is a little bit weird. Did you have anybody in your car? No. Did you have anybody in your car? I had my two little sisters and my little cousin. Are any of them here? My little sister. Come on up. Okay, <laughs> how old are you? 13. Oh, for the love of God. Okay. <laughs> Done much driving, have you? No. Okay. Do you, were you paying attention when this happened, or were you... Yeah. You weren't looking at your phone? No, no, no. I didn't even... Well, like, you weren't driving. Phone. You can look at your phone. Well, I know, but, like, I just need to keep an eye on her. Yeah, know? apparently. All right, so what did you do? What did she do? What, what happened? Well, you know, we were just driving in the middle lane. Were you in the front seat or the back seat? The passenger seat. Okay. All right, so we were, like, driving in the middle lane, and then he was, like, behind us, like, really close, like, very close to us. So we put like our blinker on because she was like, all right, let me just switch to the left lane because you know, he's really close and you know. So she had mentioned something? Yeah, she told me, she was like, I'm gonna switch into the left lane. I was like, okay. And then- But she, why was she mentioning it? Because- Well, I said- No way, don't coach. Oh, oh because God. he was like behind her and he, she was like, you know, I'm scared. Like he's really close. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I'm gonna switch into the left lane. She put her blinker on. She was like waiting for like the right time to switch. And then he like, he switched into the left lane. And she was like, all right, I'm just gonna stay here. Cause he, he moved. And then we're just like, okay, we're driving still, fine. And then he pulls over to the right of us. 
And he's like, I'm a retired policeman and all this stuff. And he was cursing. Are you a retired policeman? No. Did you say you were a retired policeman? Okay, real simple. Who are worse drivers, men or women? Men. Ooh, really, why? We're more aggressive. We're taught to be aggressive. And we take it out when we get in the car. Uh, you buying that? Yeah, I agree with him, so I'll... Of course you agree with him. <laughs> um, what do you think? Women. Okay, why do you say? We get more distracted. By? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was very honest. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. I said I worked for the police, for the police department. Oh. Why, um, why'd you mention that? Well, because she saw the, she cursed, and I said, well, there's no need for that. I mean, Go back to your car. Okay, and only people who work for the police department? No, are, I, don't it was, I don't know, I don't know why I said it. I got a feeling that the reason for that is to, and, uh, you know, Well, discourage any further yeah. outbursts. Yeah, yeah. According to them, you're doing the cursing. I was not cursing. Did you have insurance? Yes, but not collision. The car's 13 years old. Did you, which is why I'm wondering why you're asking almost the blue book value. Well, because the car had... 22,000 miles on May I see proof that you had the repairs done? When she said, I'm gonna switch lanes, this guy's too close to me, did you look up and see the car or you didn't look up? No, like I, I turned around. And did you see his car? Yeah. Did you see his car then moving into the left-hand lane at the same time that she was moving? Well, she like, she didn't move. Like she just had her blinker on and then we saw him move. Like while she had her blinker on, he moved, and like I saw him move, and then. I don't believe that she was always in that lane. Is that what you're telling me? That yeah, she, she was never moved the from the lane? No, she didn't move. Because then he'd just be passing her. There's no reason for the collision. Even she says, ah, I wasn't two feet, so you know, I, I know you want to help your sister, but I, I start to not trust what you're saying if it gets a little too good. Okay, so there was a $624 fee that you paid for. To Cadillac for the hub and for them to uh, right. find out. I, I need proof that you paid the 1800 you're suing for. I don't have the receipt with me. You don't have the proof that you paid it. So how do I know you did this that you're suing for? And how do I know it's not your own fault that you overcorrected when you saw that she was going to be moving to the left? I mean, how do I, I got your word against the two of theirs. Not that I'm listening right. too much to the 13-year-old who, uh, you know, well, testify about driving, but... Um, you know, she doesn't have any experience with that. Um, but I, I... Well, if I didn't, Judge, if I didn't overcorrect, there would have been a major accident, I, possible I, injuries. I mean, it's not that I came, don't hear what your know, words are. Right what over. I'm saying is, how do I know that overcorrection wasn't totally your fault as opposed to hers? Even if you did overcorrect, how do I know when it's your word against hers on who was, you know, right. in what spot of that road? I've got, according to them, you're tailgating, and then you're frustrated, and you're moving aside, and she's trying to move aside, and then there's an overcorrection. According to you, you're just coming along, and she cuts in front of you, and there's an overcorrection that is entirely her fault. But I have That's two it. different stories. I'm not saying it didn't happen your way. I'm not saying it didn't happen your way. I'm saying nobody here can prove to me how it happened. And when that's the case, the tie goes to the defendant. Verdict for the defendant. Well, he's not able to prove his story about what happened, so here's the plaintiff out here on the losing end of this decision. What's your reaction? Um, obviously, I'm not happy at all. She told some falsehoods in there. There was, you know, I, I stand by a two-lane highway. I've been driving that road for 40 years. I know there's two yeah. lanes. The two, there was two lanes coming off around. If she had her left blinker on, why would you be going into that left we lane? We were next to each other. We, there was no way. You were never behind her? No. Tailgating? No. no. 
as they say? To falsehood. Uh huh. Did you try to intimidate them a little bit with uh, I work for the police department? No. No. Why would you mention that? Just because you were starting to get loud and I didn't want it to get blown out of proportion, so I I figured maybe that would be a calming effect. Okay. All right. All right. Right around this way, okay? Head down there. All right. Step on out here and what have you learned out of all this? You win the case and what else? Oh, I knew this was going to happen, so. All right. So he was uh, tailgating you from behind, right? Shouldn't he move to the left and pass you? Why are you moving to the left? Because usually the left lane is the passing lane and the right lane is the slower lane. So why are you moving over to the left then? Because I didn't want him too close to my car. Let him pass you. I didn't know he was changing into left lane. Harvey. So here's the deal. In a case like this, the plaintiff has the burden of proof, which means you just have to tip the scales. 51-49%. In this case, it was 50-50. And when it's 50-50, plaintiff always loses. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the plaintiff, Max Chernin. He says he rented an apartment from the defendant. And when Superstorm Sandy hit a few years ago, the place was flooded. The water was so high it even reached the ceilings. The uncaring defendant evicted him, threw out all his belongings, and says the defendant had no right to do that. He's suing for $5,000, the state max, and the money he's owed. This is the defendant, Henry Tanawi. He says he asked the plaintiff to take all his belongings out before the contractor started work on the place after the storm. But the plaintiff abandoned them. The marshal even gave him permission to put his stuff out onto the street. He's sorry, but a natural disaster destroyed his belongings. Not him, and he owes him nothing. He's accused of having no heart. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff rented an apartment from the defendant and says it got flooded because of Sandy. Now, the plaintiff says the defendant threw all his stuff out, but the defendant says he asked the plaintiff to take his stuff before the storm. It's the case of you hose me after the storm. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Max Chernin. Yes, ma'am. You are suing Henry Tanawi for $5,000. According to you, you're at uh, $7,000 for... Throwing out your personal items. Tell me what happened. Uh, on October 30th, 2013, during uh, Superstorm Sandy, uh, my apartment that I rented from the landlord uh, was uh, completely destroyed by the uh, flood. And its context, uh, contents... What city were you in? Uh, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Uh, its contents was completely destroyed as the water and the uh, sewer discharge reached uh, all the way to the ceiling and remained there for several hours. Okay. So uh, basically, this is a negligence case against the landlord. What did you do wrong? Uh, the, uh, the loss occurred because uh, the landlord failed to install and maintain a water pump and other equipment in the apartment uh, that would have uh, prevented the damage. That was How actually would have prevented the damage? Were you going to stay? Did you evacuate or didn't you? I did. 
Okay, so sure. who was going to, what kind of water pump should he have in your basement apartment that would have prevented the damage? I mean, that's. Well, the way I see it, uh, the apartment should be equipped with something that would have. Uh, every apartment in New York should be equipped with something that pumps out. Every basement apartment, I guess. This is a basement apartment? Is this a legal apartment, apartment or no? No. No. This is, okay, well, that uh, was quick. This is, this is an illegal apartment. Right. Uh, however, I learned uh, that it was an illegal apartment while I was already there. So. Okay. Um, this only now, came up the storm the happens, and you evacuate when? What day did you evacuate? On the same day. All right. Did you come back after the storm to assess the damage? Yes, I did. What day did you do that? Uh, I would say two or three days after the storm. Okay. What did you see? I think you have pictures to show Yes, me. I do. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Wow. What a mess. It really was. So, did you clean up this mess? Mm, actually, uh, I was trying to clean up and retrieve something that might have, uh, you know, survived the, the flood. What do you mean you were trying? Did you clean up this mess or did you leave it behind? Uh, it was all lost. Total yes, loss. I know it's lost to you. Did you clean it up? The no, answer is no. Okay. Did you have renter's insurance? No, I don't. So it was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. So did you um, <coughs> apply for FEMA? Uh, yes, I did. And, and did FEMA reimburse you for your... No, they didn't. What did FEMA pay you? Uh, they paid me uh, $1,500 for uh, rental assistance. Okay, and that was it? That was it. All right, so then um, when do you get in touch with your landlord uh, you know, to discuss things? I was in touch with him for the... Uh, following three or four months constantly while he was fixing up the place. Okay, and did you have insurance for this? Uh, the insurance paid me a part of, of a part my of expenses. It. All right, and uh, did you apply for FEMA? I applied for FEMA, but uh, they uh, rejected my application because I don't live there. Okay, all right, so when you talk to him, what do you tell him about his tenancy or him living there? I, I, say, uh, I told him, you know, we have to, uh, to fix the apartment. I mean, it's, it's completely damaged. Okay. I, I don't know if you know the area. This is Shipset Bay near the ocean. Right. So I told him, you know, he has to move out. Okay. And was so, it your intent that he move out until you fix it and then move back in? Yeah, I told him, no, uh, that the, the, this is, uh, I mean, you cannot move in back, you know, because this is illegal. Yeah, but it didn't bother you before. Because in the meantime, he accused me right and left. Ah, let's talk about it. So you didn't want him back. Uh, after, you know, the damage happened and I fixed the apartment, I told him you could not come back. But he came in because he had the key. I didn't change the lock. And he came back. Okay, but when you told him, I don't, do not come back, you can't come back. Yeah. Why did you tell him that? Because the apartment is illegal. Okay, and <laughs> three months earlier, four, yeah. how long did it take you to renovate it? How about, long? About two, three months. About two three or months. three months. Yeah. Three months earlier, it was illegal, right? Yes. And you were still renting it to him. So why did you not want to rent it to him now? Because in between those three months, he had accused you of things? Uh, yes. What did he accuse you of? Uh, that, that, you know, uh, this apartment is illegal and he was living there and even uh, an inspector came to the apartment. He said, oh, you should not have a kitchen. You should not have a, 
Um, uh, oh, so shower. you got so the inspectors came. Yeah, in the, the inspector came. All right, so now they got they're on to you. So okay, now I now have I to got take it. everything okay. out. Okay, Pitching so out. what's different is that you were on the radar now, uh, and yes. you're going to get in trouble. All right, yes. so then what happens? You tell him don't come. You can't come back in here, but you didn't change the locks. And then what happened? No, I changed the lock. You know because we got the marshal. Because uh, no, I, wait, wait, wait. Yes. You don't change the locks, so he moves back in. Right. Right. When do you notice that he moved back in? As soon as the apartment was ready. And because how do you find out he did that? Well, because I live ne next door. Okay. So you see him. Do you see him moving furniture in? Uh, yes. And do you tell him, what are you doing? You can't do that? I told him you cannot do and that. And what did he say? I said, no, no, this is my apartment. Okay. <laughs> so then what did you do? Oh, uh, you filed uh, the eviction? Uh, yes, I, I uh, hired a lawyer and he filed the eviction. How long did the eviction take? Oh, about, uh, about uh, eight months. Did you have to pay the lawyer? Of course I paid the lawyer. How much did you have to pay the lawyer? Uh, about $3,000. Did you move back in without authorization? Uh, no, I did not. Did he At tell you, do, what are you doing, you can't go in there? No, he didn't. So, who takes advantage of who more, landlords or tenants? I'd say landlords. Because? Uh, they have more control over it. You're held to a lease. I mean, you gotta, pretty much, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but, but tenants can cut and run, can't they? Yeah. So, who takes advantage of who more? I, I think landlords, too. Landlords? Yeah. Are you a tenant? No. Oh, okay, I'm just guessing. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. The eviction started uh, while he was fixing up the place. Superstorm Sandy was October 30th. Right. All right. So according to you, he had already filed an eviction against you? Uh, yes, my lease expired. Do you expired. have the paperwork? Uh, yes, I do. May I see it? Uh, my lease expired uh, at lease. the end of that year. Uh, meaning what date? Uh, in December 2013. Oh, so you didn't even have, have a lease. How are you moving back in? You didn't have any, what, um, what? Listen, when your lease expires and you're still living there, by operation of law, it's a month to month, and somebody has to give you 30 days to make you leave. Your lease expired when you weren't living there, when you couldn't live there, when the place was condemned, essentially, because it has to be repaired. You can't, right. no one can live there, all right? And then the inspectors are on to him. So now, you, that's the problem, you know, like you, you, you kind of, you know, kill the goose who lays the golden egg when you do that. And the inspectors are on to him and he's in trouble. He doesn't want you back in and you, you have no right to even walk in there and put your stuff back in there. What are you doing? What theory did you have that would allow you to move it? Oh, by the way, when you talk about rent, did you pay any rent from the time no, you moved in to the time the marshals dragged you out by your hair? Well, they didn't drag me out. The, the marshals was, are the ones who removed your stuff. Well, uh, I oh, was Oh, you thought I meant dragged really, like no, no, they literally Honor? dragged you. That's a figure of speech because most that. people get out of there before the marshals have to do their job. I understand that. Yeah, sure. okay. There was nothing, uh, Did know. the marshals have to come in and take his stuff? That's right. Be and what day did the marshals come in? Uh, he, even he make inventory, you know, all the stuff. Nothing valuable. Okay, so he left and he just left all that junk for you? Yeah. <laughs> Did you, you have know, to clear everything out? You know, you Did you have to pay somebody to clear everything out? <laughs> I have to pay for that. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, Your Honor, he was playing a double game. He wanted to stay in the apartment 
and the same token, you know, he's fighting that, you know, this is illegal apartment. <laughs> okay, it's illegal. So what are you saying? I'm asking you to leave. Right, it seems simple, doesn't leave. it? This is illegal. Okay, so now he's suing, this is kind of interesting, he's suing for $5,000 because he wants you to pay for his leather sofa, his $1,500 plasma TV, I saw that TV, that's not a $1,500 plasma TV, his bed, his convertible couch, his bookcases, and $1,500 in home office supplies because, did you order up Superstorm Sandy? Did no. you call God and say, God, no. I need a storm to hit Sheep's yeah. Head Bay right now and not a moment later? Right. Okay. <laughs> so that's a no. So does and anything that he could have taken out, I guess he did, really. So everything that's left behind is junk, which he didn't clean up because why does he care? So now you can eat that, eat the cleanup cost. That's right. Eat the lawyer cost. That's right. Eat the, and he wants you to return also yes. his $1,000 security deposit. Yeah. Now... Why are you not returning his $1,000 security? Did he have a $1,000 security deposit? Yes. Okay, yeah. and why are you not returning it? Because he didn't pay rent. Okay. For now, here's an time. interesting little side, <laughs> side issue for you, okay? When you can't rent an apartment, you can't keep the security deposit for rent. Well, I mean... Uh, I know, right? It's yes. crazy. <laughs> so, technically speaking, he should get back that $1,000 because you can't keep it for rent. What? Oh, don't get too excited yet. <laughs> because, see, I figure that that $1,000 is more than offset by all the costs that you had to go through. In fact, I'm kind of stunned that you didn't file a counterclaim against him for your legal fees and everything else, but that's just not how you roll. You're a happy guy. That's right. You just want to move on and be left alone. All righty, verdict for the defendant. Thank you. Well, the judge really did not like your case. Uh, step in here. Uh, what did you like it? Yes, I did. Actually, I think I have uh, every right to collect what I was uh, looking for. How are you not just a squatter? Uh, I remained in the apartment while the uh, eviction was pending, and the judge specifically ordered me to enter the apartment and live there while the case was pending. Mm -hmm. Where are you living now? Uh, I rented a new place. Mm -hmm. Where's that? Uh, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. Everything's good in the new place? You're paying yep. your rent on time every, Absolutely. every month? You up to date this month? Yeah. Right. Thank you. Hmm. Okay, here comes Mr. Smiley over here. Yes. You like being taken advantage of? <laughs> yeah, well, well, he was trying, uh, trying to play a double game. He wanted to stay in the apartment, and the same token, he's fighting with me. That it's illegal. Uh, illegal. Right. That's right. So I don't know what he wanted, really. Mm -hmm. So you know? what's happening with that apartment now? Uh, well, I mean, of course, I renovated, and I'm using it as a storage area. Oh, it's a storage now? Yeah. Okay. But no residential. Not As residential? A, no. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, are you Are you a landlord still? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. Harvey? I got to tell you something, Kurt. Landlords are playing with fire when they rent illegal apartments because the tenant doesn't have to pay rent, especially for the unused portion of a lease. You are rolling the dice you, unless you have a certificate of occupancy.